Hi everyone who is in the Connect Groups and the Zones. I'm so happy to welcome you back to Heart of God Church on Air for the third week. And I've been hearing from so many people that there is such a strong presence of God, even in the connect groups and in the zones when you gather. And you know, the presence of God is such a unique feature of Heart of God Church because every time we gather, there's always this manifested presence of God. And so if you have that, that means you have done church well. And I'm just so thrilled by this because I know that the presence of God is powerful. Uh, it is not limited by screens. So the, the presence of God, it transcends even the screens of your television television set, your laptops, your iPhones, and that's why I'm so excited to bring a word to you today because um, I just know that there is this opportunity again this week for you to be impacted by the presence of God. So are you ready for the Word of God? Today, the title of my message is What to Do in a Crisis. Now, Heart of God Church, I must really commend you because, you know, ever since we decentralized because of the coronavirus, um, we, I have been hearing such great reports from you. Uh, your friends uh, are still connected to you through the small groups and your friends are still making decisions for Jesus, accepting Jesus into your lives in the connect groups. You know how incredible that is. And so that is telling me that the church decentralized is a very strong church. You have exhibited what a strong church is all about. You know, the the church decentralized is still a committed church and the church that is uh, scattered still have passionate people like you. You are still passionate about bringing Jesus to your friends. So I can't be prouder of what you have done and who you are. And uh, let me tell you, you know what, you guys, what really struck me is that you have turned this current crisis into an oasis for the people around you. So it is incredible. Now talking about crisis, sometime last year I preached a sermon series called Mind Tattoo. And in that series, I mentioned something about crisis. And I said this, I said in a crisis, there are two behaviors that a person can exhibit. You either react or you respond. And so what do I mean by that? Well, let me show you something. Now, this is a container of medications. You know, you can hear the pills rolling inside. So. If I am a good doctor and you are my patient, uh, when I give you this medication, I am wanting a response from you, not a reaction. Because when you take this medication and you react, that means it is bad. But if you take this medication and you respond to it, it is good because it means that your body is taking well to the medication and it is helping you and you will be well in no time. So react is bad, respond is good. So friends, listen, in a crisis, don't react, but respond. Remember this pills all the time, right? Now, what is true for the medical is also true for the spiritual. We want to respond and not react when we are faced with crisis, with obstacles, and with great difficulties. So what we have been doing as a church in a recent crisis, you know, was to respond and not to react to the coronavirus. Now, we didn't react out of fear when the situation was getting serious. Instead, we respond by carefully decentralizing the church. We didn't react by doing crazy stuff. Instead, we respond by implementing many precautionary measures. So church, you know what? Because we responded and we didn't react, 
So even more people now, because of the way we responded, even more people were engaged with our decentralized on-air services. And in the Connect groups, your friends continue to have the opportunity to receive Christ into their lives. So God wants us to respond and not react to crises and challenges. Respond is action that comes out of faith, while react is out of fear. So we need to have faith and not fear in our life. And if you look in Hebrews chapter 10, it's very interesting. It says this, it says, Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. It says, continues to say in 38, it says, But my righteous one shall live by faith, and if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. And it says, But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. Wow, what a powerful verse. It says here, we cannot throw away our confidence because when we throw away our confidence and become fearful, it says in the scripture, when we are fearful, we begin to shrink. So fear shrinks you. Fear diminishes you. And as you diminish, you move backwards towards destruction, according to this verse. Now, while fear shrinks you, faith enlarges you. And when you have faith, you know what you do? You move forward. And when you move forward, you move towards the victory and the power of God. So you need to choose faith all the time. Amen? Now, I know our church, we have so many young people with us. And uh, sometimes you have great fears in life. And I know that one fear, one real fear that you always have is exams fears. So it can be very, very real. So I want to challenge you, all the young people, when you are having your examinations, don't react. You know, don't react in fearfulness and say, oh, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. And I'm not only going to fail, I'm going to be the bottom of the pile. And after I'm failing, done failing exams, I'm going to fail as a husband. And then after I'm failing as a husband, I'm going to fail as, as a father. You know, don't react in fear. And you always have to respond in faith. And some, some of you have so much anxiety that is centered around examinations. Let me tell you, your anxiety does not serve you well. Do you know that anxiety has its roots in fear? Charles Spurgeon has something very powerful to say about anxiety. He says, anxiety does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows, but it only empties today of its strengths. Let me say that to you again. Anxiety does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows, but it only empties today of its strengths. So guess what? Reacting doesn't really help you. Fear depletes you. you. When you have fear, you are so paralyzed that you can't even begin to focus on preparing for your major exams. So to all the young people there, I want to challenge you. Respond in faith and stop feeding your fearful, imaginative, worst-case scenarios. Don't feed your fear. You know what? Imagining the worst-case scenario is reacting, but preparing for the worst-case scenario is responding. One is of fear and one is of faith. So when you respond and you start preparing for worst-case scenario, that is an act of faith. Amen? So don't feed your fears. Stop imagining those worst-case scenarios. So this is what we did when we were faced with this current virus threat. Now, instead of being gripped by fear and reacting, we prepare for worst-case scenario. And so if you are a businessman, you're running a company or an organization, well, you have to prepare with the business continuity plan because this is what we've been doing. you got to split your teams up, separate them, protect them so that your organization can continue to operate 
even if one team is down. And so that is how we have prepared for the worst case scenario in our church. And that is also how our government has been preparing as well. So listen, respond is good. React is bad. So turn to your neighbor and say, respond, don't react. Now, someone asked me an important question. You know, they say, so pastor, when you see a cockroach, do you react? Do you respond? Well, this is what my husband says. He says that he will react and he will leave me to respond. In fact, he's going to be so helpful. He says he's going to remind me to prepare my cockroach spray so that I can be safe. So I have a very big-hearted, thoughtful husband. That's what he says. So now, in our church, not only are the young people having fears, the young adults also face their challenges. And you know, we have so many young adults in church, you know, um, some of you not yet married, some of you, a big group of you are getting married, and some of you are pregnant, you're going to have babies. So our lives sometimes is spent in fear. Do you realize that? When we're younger, we fear not having a boyfriend, and then after we have a boyfriend, we fear that he will not propose. But then when we get married, we also fear because we, you know, we're going to fear having a baby. So our whole life, a whole list of fears run through. So I want to talk to all the young ladies here. All the pregnant young ladies, I want to talk to you. I want to tell you this. When you are pregnant, don't react, but respond. I want you to remember this. Pregnancy is not a disease. It is a blessing. And so I see some women, they are totally listless and depressed when they become pregnant. What are they doing? Well, they are reacting in fear. So I'm not referring to the typical morning sickness where you're a little tired, a little nauseous. You know, that is fine. That happens in pregnancy. But what I'm talking about is the totally faithless vibe that some pregnant women carry around with them. You know, some pregnant women are reacting in fear. Oh, I'm pregnant. I cannot wash the dishes just in case the water goes into my arm and I'm going to get rheumatism. And some people say, I am so fatigued. You know, I, I need to lie down on my couch for 24 hours. And you know what? Some pregnant women, when you look at them, you can't even decipher where they end and where the couch begins, you know, because they're on their couch 24 hours a day. So don't react in fear. Don't shrink with fear. You've got to respond in faith. Pregnancy is not a disease. It is a blessing. And so, you know, we have, we have a young church. I need to say this because soon many of you will be mothers and, and you've got to respond in faith during pregnancy. You've got to tell yourself, I'm giving birth to a blessing, not a burden. And because it is a blessing, the process will be a blessing as well. You gotta tell yourself, I now have two heartbeats, my baby's heartbeat and my own. So, you know, that means that I'm stronger and I'm more resilient. You gotta tell yourself that. So now the next group of people that I can see fears in your life is the group of university students. And maybe some of you have graduated. You know, university graduates, you, you have your own set of challenges and crisis. You know, graduates, sometimes you fear transiting into the working world. Well, I wanna tell you, don't react in fear. Same thing, don't react in fear, but you gotta respond in faith. You know, we have a young man in church who graduated from university. And so he was searching for a job. And for nine full months, he still couldn't find one. And to top it off, guess what? His family's finances were tight. And his mom also had been out of a job. So he was at a point in his life where he really needed a job so badly because he needed to support the family. But guess what? During the time, there was a miracle and breakthrough service. And this young man, he 
he was serving as a media team leader in that service. And uh, of course, during the entire time of the message, he was so gripped by it, he was standing outside the media control room and trying to give you know, cues to lead his team on the inside. Now, that day, during the, the time, the ministry time at the end, I asked those who wanted a breakthrough in their lives to come forward so that the leaders could pray for them. Now, this young man was serving, so he couldn't go to the front. But guess what? He didn't let that stop him from having faith. This young man, he stood right there uh, outside the media control room and, and he did this. You know what he did? He lifted up both his hands and he prayed. And he said, God, I'm not going to be fearful. God, I'm going to put my faith in you. What did he do? Well, he chose to respond in faith, not out of fear, not reacting in fear like most of his peers were doing. So after that prayer, after that faith-filled prayer, uh, the very next week, something miraculous happened. After nine months of waiting, guess what? He finally got called up to an interview and two days later, he got that job. What he couldn't get in nine months, he got it a week after he responded in faith-filled prayers. Now, that was not all. To his amazement, three weeks later, after the Miracles and Breakthrough weekend, his mom also found a new job. Now, when his mom lost the first job, she was prepared to take a lower pay for the next one. But, you know, our God is a good God. Amen? You know, when she got that new job, you know what? She didn't suffer a pay decrease. Instead, she got a pay increase in that new job. After three weeks, great things happened. He got a job, his mom got a job. And right now, this young man, he's working as a social media executive. And best of all, many of the skills that he uses at work now were all picked up from, you know, serving in the media department in church. And so the job was a perfect fit for him. How many of you know that our God gives good gifts? Amen. And so this young man right now, his uh, family finances are fine, much more stable. And this young man, he brought an enlargement and an expansion to his life simply because he decided to respond in faith rather than react in fear. What an amazing breakthrough this young man had. And now, if you're part of Heart of God Church, you will know that we had changed the name of our healing and miracle services to Miracles and Breakthrough Services. And that is because we know that we need the power of God in all areas of our lives and not just when we are sick. Amen? So it's such a powerful story. All of us need to be like this young man. He brought faith to where he was. And so you and I, we need to bring faith. You need to bring faith. You bring faith to your family. You gotta bring faith to your workplace, to your school. You have to bring faith to your connect groups. You have to bring faith to the community. And you know, Heart of God Church, this is where you've done really well. Do you know, during the recent coronavirus crisis, you are incredible. You have brought faith to your community. And you know, while the natural instinct is to run away and to hide, but you didn't. And I know that our church had done a lot for our community in this crisis. Instead of running away, our church actually launched four new initiatives called Heart for Our Heroes. And uh, those initiatives was to show our support for our national frontline personnel. And I know that you delivered nearly a thousand care packs to medical professionals, to first responders, 
nurses to paramedics to firefighters and to even the cleaners in the hawker centers. And so, but while you're doing that, you took the necessary precautions, of course. What amazing faith. That's incredible. You know, we, we don't shrink in fear from people because they are at the front lines, but we responded by preparing uh, uh, something for them and by celebrating them. And so many of them felt that they were so loved and so supported by you. And I know that you have not stopped. You are continuing to bring faith into community. In fact, I know that you've started on a new initiative, which is to bring thousands of encouraging cards to all our unsung heroes in Singapore. That is incredible. Heart of God Church, you have turned a crisis into an oasis for stressed out people simply by the way you have responded in faith. Now, let me tell you, faith is contagious and you have brought it all across our community. You have infected them with faith. You have done a great job in the community and I'm so proud of you. And guess what? You know what? In all situations, in all crises, you always have to choose to respond and not react. Choose faith and not fear. When you react in fear, it shrinks you. Fear swallows up every kind of potential solutions to problems that you could have come up with. And fear drives you to make very clouded, destructive decisions. Well, faith, faith is the entire opposite. Faith, it floats up solutions in your life that could be the key to unlock your crisis. So when you respond to a situation in faith, you make constructive decisions. Remember, always respond in faith and not react in fear. Now, do you know that in times of uh, crisis, our nation deploys what we call the emergency response teams? Do you know we call them the emergency response teams and not the emergency reaction teams? I mean, that's wise, right? Because, I mean, tell me, would you trust a team that's called a reaction team? Can you imagine what happens when you are in a crisis and the emergency reaction team comes to you? They are coming to you in an ambulance and all the paramedics are rushing down from it, fearful, shivering, frightened, don't know what to do. And they're coming and looking at the crisis and they go, oh, someone please help me. I don't know what's going on. Look at that man. Oh, I think we should just cut off his arm. Oh, I'm so fearful. That man, I think we should just yank out his toe. You know, that's what's called an emergency reaction team. But thank God they're not called that. They are called the emergency response team. And that is because way before the crisis hits, they have already been preparing how to respond to a crisis. So always, always choose faith and never react in fear. Talking about emergencies, right now we are in the coronavirus situation and it is turning out into a national emergency and it could have the potential to turn into an international emergency. You know, you have to choose. Will you respond or will you react? And now some of you here, you could be in emergencies right now in your life. It may not be the virus, but maybe your business is suffering or you are not able to find a job. And some of you young people, maybe you are facing the stress of an impending major exams. Well, I want to encourage you, choose to respond in faith and not in fear. Well, some of you, maybe you don't have an emergency now, but you have emergencies maybe in the future. You know, emergencies can happen in the future. But today, you have the opportunity to choose to say, you know what, I make a pre-made decision. I'm going to tell myself in the future when I have an emergency, you're not going to react in anger or depression or fear, but you're going to choose to respond in faith. You're going to choose to respond in prayer. Choose to respond by praying, going to the Word of God and getting a Word of God for your situation. And so you have 
the opportunity today to make that pre-made decision. Remember, always respond in faith and never react in fear. And you will have made the right decision. I want to pray for you. Let's close our eyes and pray. Jesus, I just thank you that for the many people who are tuning in, I know that this message is hitting their hearts and something is resonating within them. And I ask Jesus that you begin to take this message and bring great comfort and great challenge and great inspiration to the hearts of the people that are listening in. And I pray in the name of Jesus that in this crisis in your life, whether now or future, you will rise up strong. You can put your faith in our God because Jesus is a powerful God. He is a reliable God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is stable. He is consistent. A crisis is unstable, but Jesus is stable. So put your trust in Jesus. Put your faith in Jesus. And I speak to your life and I say and speak and proclaim over your life that you will rise up as strong people. That when a crisis or emergency comes, it is not there to break you, but it is there to build you. You will emerge out of a crisis always stronger, always higher level at where you had started out, just simply because you have learned to respond in faith and not react in fear. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And so this is the message that I hope you will keep in your mind all the time. I know it has blessed you. And so this marks the end of our Heart of God Church on air. So please take the Word of God and live by it. You have reached the end of the sermon. We pray that you've been blessed by the Word of God. To find out more about us, you can log on to www.heartofgodchurch.org or connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at HOGC. You can also follow Pastor Leah on Facebook and Instagram at pastor.leah.